there, and welcome back, everyone, to Skyrim 10 AD. Um, I believe this is episode uh, 27, and um, we are starting off our adventure as the the um, our party with a few extras, um, with uh, Arusa Sereti, the legendary alchemist, and um, George and Lenny uh, in tow. Uh, head make their way back to Falkreath uh, by way of the ruins of where they met up with a uh, Spriggan. Um, turns out a, a noble Spriggan, um, aiding them in their uh, their mission to to cure um, what um, what uh, disease and curse uh, had befallen. Um, the uh, the waterways of Falkreath by way of uh, of a Argonian alchemist out to uh, do the bidding of what appears to be um, a Daedric prince Mafala. Uh, there has been some allusions to it uh, having something to do with Luke Icewalker, but nobody is knows for sure. Um, but they're now making their way back to uh, Falkreath. They're going to stop in the ruins to try and help out a couple of bears who seem to have inadvertently been in effect infected by uh, the uh, the curse, the poison that he had uh, spread uh, throughout Falkreath. So, um, what would you guys like to do? You've head out of the uh, of the of uh, Falkreath Tower back out onto the road uh, you pick up your horses again who are happily grazing on the on the foliage outside um, but you do only have uh, five horses so you have um, one each one for and uh, that was given to um, to Lenny um, but you have uh, an extra two people now well, well, Mouse Mouse will uh, offer his mount to the Lady of Russo. Okay. Um, and walk. He's perfectly happy to walk. That's what he does. Yeah. Uh, Lenny tries to, like, says to George to get on the horse with him, but <laughs> George just, like, says, that's that's not a good idea, Lenny. It's, um, it's just, uh, I'll I'll walk uh, along ahead, keep an eye out as well. So. They might be Nordic horses, but they're not that strong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you uh, make your way down. Um, it takes about half a day to get down to where the ruins were uh, on the long side of the road, and probably you know about an hour just off the road to head in. And then said, so well, no, probably not. You can see the ruins. Probably about twenty minutes just off the road to head into the ruins. Um, to where you see the bears, and and they're still there. Um, they're, they're they're sort of like you know, they're they've actually moved forward from where you left them. They were sort of like staying further back from it. They've now come up to either side of where you now see the um, the uh, the sort of like you know the dry, lifeless um, kind of uh, carving of what used to be the Spriggan who you spoke to the night before. Mm. Luke, let's can we pour a little bit of that on the roots of the of the tree before we do anything else? Yeah, no, I think it's a it's so I would say we we, we approach the bears the same way we did, you know, the, the day before, you know, arms open, et cetera, et cetera. And uh assuming the bears aren't hostile, I think Mouse's plan is good. 
We uh, yeah, they're looking uh, a little worse. We're looking a, a little worse than they were last night. It seems to that they, without the, the aid of the spriggan, that the, this place is, the the infection is spread a little bit more. Um, so starting to spread up further towards the the head of the both the animals, but they they see both you, the two the used to return, and uh, Lenny joins you as well. Um, he comes in and again he has his um, his warhammer out and he's uh, he's walking up alongside you. Um, you pour the the water from one of the vials um, out around the roots, um, and both the the bears sort of like you know look at it gently and. Look at the at Spriggan and, and, and nothing happens. Well, I'm going to take, uh, or I'm sorry, Mouse, Mouse takes uh, a vial and pours a little bit into the palm of his hand and walks slowly towards one of the bears and holds out his hand. Pull uh, an animal check, please. An animal handling check. <laughs> God help. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to see if you can keep that hand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's do yeah. Um, so that's an eight. Eight. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, the dot is on the bottom. Uh, it's a eleven. Eleven. <laughs> you're lucky because the other way you weren't keeping a hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the six and the nine. Yeah. That's yep, an eleven. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't re- trust you that much, but. Eventually, he's sort of like you know, he's a little wary, but eventually he does sort of like come towards, and he sort of like got it in his, in his mind of like you know, um, uh, of what he was told, what was uh, knowledge was passed on to him from uh, from his friend from last night, is that um, he could, should probably trust you. So he does go up and sort of like starts to, to take a drink, and again you see. It takes a few uh, pourings. You have to pour it in, and he keeps drinking more and more um, before you see the magical effect of the spiral of, of golden light that sort of like surrounds him. <coughs> it takes a, a full vial uh, of the potion they had for for that effect to come in, and it, the spiral comes around, and you see sort of like you know all the the black veins sort of like dissipate off from. He still has the bald patches of fur still there, but the the skin looks a lot better and a lot sort of like, you know, healthier for pinker than it was before. And mm. uh, and the other one? Um, I guess I'll mouse mouse will do the same, hoping that the other bear has seen what's happened to its companion and will trust me. <laughs> Okay, so uh, mouse roll another animal handling. Uh, Thirteen this time. Thirteen, yeah, you're fine. Um, pretty much the same sort of thing. Um, yeah, they they seem to be good help, but they they seem again uh, a lot better. The the eyes are a little brown, sort of like you know they they don't appear to like you know. Give any any acknowledgement of a thank you or anything like that, but they just sort of like you know go back to sitting down next to the um, the the spriggan sort of like you know kind of statue type thing now, yeah. and uh, they just sort of like sit down, lay down next to it, and uh, you sort of like you know back away slowly. Well, I look at if, if, if you if you're a bear, nothing says thank you like not eating your liver. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very true. Yeah. Uh, 
So should we try holding the uh, the remains of the uh, taproot against the uh, trunk of the tree? Oh, we still have it. Yeah, because she I only it was consumed. Uh, she uh, she had only she the... carefully trimmed it. But no, remember she 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 no, broke I... it at the end and dropped it. Ah, in the okay. That's that's what I remember yeah, that she. Yeah, uh... yeah it, it was it was consumed yeah. all the the sort of like the divine essence. That yeah. was traveled through it from, like, you know, obviously kind into them to sort of, like, you know, sort of like it spread her will. It was consumed and sort of, like, added. Um, kind of the similar thing of where of the, the Daedric uh, heart when it was added mm. um, to the poison before. It was a more of a ritual thing. It was uh, infusing um, the potion with the violence, the Daedric magic, and infusing that into the poison to transform it into a curse she was doing the opposite she was using the divine energy and adding that to uh, the healing potion to sort of like cure disease mm-hmm. to also add the, the divine energy to cure the curse and it gotcha. tuned the divine magic from it so so the best we can hope for is that pouring a little bit of that the essence will perhaps infuse the roots of the of this brigand and bring her back to life um, roll a nature check. Me? Yeah. No. Well, yeah. If you, you're the one who's thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't get much from nature. So that'd be a fourteen. Fourteen. Um, you do remember that she seems to remember you from before. Mm, yes, I do remember that. <laughs> and um remembering you from before and now she's back again you're probably thinking that they probably don't actually die seeing as they're a part of the forest that maybe that you know eventually she'd be able to come back to to where she is now well that makes mouse feel a little better despite his yeah, yeah you, you, with a 14 you're not 100 sure um of how that would be possible it, it divine is not your thing um mm. and um was it um, the, the the nature of Spriggins as well? Sort of like you know you're not too sure on it, but it it does sort of like lead you in that sort of direction of where she came back. Hopefully that she's going to come back again. Yeah. So you guys uh, head back to the horses and uh, follow on, and you you take the same route again and head of, across the um, excuse me the what's uh, some part a forest, some part sort of like you know cut down. Um, trees for uh, lumber and stuff like that heading closer and closer to fall creep um, could have um, see probably Luke and uh, Jaquai roll uh, perception checks as you're heading back towards and you're getting closer and closer to fall creep now you can see it off in the distance and you're heading down that's pretty good uh 20-something, maybe? 20... 21. And mine's just 20. 20. Well, both of you um, quite clearly see this. So as you're heading down towards... And you're heading down into Falkreath, um, sort of like it's the same... Well, it's sort of like Smoky Town, the smokestack uh, coming out from... Uh, not the smokestack, but uh, the smoke trail coming out from a few of the houses... And you see the the larger smoke trail. You assume is coming from um, from Lodz. Um, uh, I've forgotten the bloody name of it. Um, 
his blacksmithing area. Uh, furnace, there we go. And um, as you um, look over to your left and you look beyond the wood mill to the area that just overlooks um, Falkreath, sort of like, you know, just on the outer skirts of town, sort of like probably, you know, a good um, 20 minute walk from the gates of Falkreath, um, you see approximately 30 to 40 men, women, elves, orcs, high elves, Bosmer, Khajiit, a few carts all set up in camps, some campfires, all camped out right on the outskirts of Falkreath, on the outside of the city. Um, some of them are dressed in like leather armor, some you see uh, just in robes, especially the couple of high elves. Um, some of them are drinking, some of them, the Khajiit, one Khajiit that you do notice that catches your eye, uh, Jaquai is one real brute of a Khajiit, she's big black fur and the Skyrim Khajiit, so not panther-like or lion-like, she's Skyrim Khajiit with the similar type to you are, um, so born under the same moons, but she is so thick and big and burly and she's standing on one of the carts and sort of like lifting up large mead barrels with one hand, just banging them down on the side. And a couple of them sort of like rooting around behind one of the um, one of the carts, and she just like wriggles out these clawed hands and nearly takes off one of his arms as she swings around. Um, a few of the high elves are um, standing on the edge of what seems to be like a ring, a man-made ring, a ring made of men and women as well, standing around two um one large Nord and one seems to be a young, uh, really gangly Bosmar uh, beating the living shit out of each other. And um, just as, one, as the Nord is about to plant one right on the, on the youngster, one of the um, old wizards uh, in the house has a, um, a, a, was a, a light spell just flash right in front of the Nord's eyes and misses. And then the Bosmar starts running around and starts jumping on his back and rabbit punching him for the, the shit out of him. And um, they made up of all different types of walks of people, but they're all kind of dirty and rowdy and they don't see it. They're definitely not soldiers and you're not 100% sure, but you definitely would probably want to uh, avoid a group like this as you slowly venture down into describe And as you get closer, you look over towards the gate of uh, Falkreath and there's about nine, ten guards all standing at the front of the gate not, haven't got weapons drawn but all, all around the um, the gate that's facing this crowd of, uh, of young uh, men, women all different races and you venture down and go past their hall of the dead, venture into uh, Falkreath proper and as you look ahead, you see just in the, the main square of the area, as you pass Matthias's farm, and you're looking at Lod's um, blacksmithing, is, is Lod's shop, and then to the left is uh, the, uh, the Jarl's longhouse. <coughs> you see about three or four more guards and seem to be arguing with a very large um, lord woman She's in full heavy armor with no helmet on. 
and she has face paint going across, kind of like in a cross hat. So from the top of her uh, right temple, it goes in streaks across all of her eyes and across the top of her nose to the top of her lip. And then from the opposite temple down, so it ended up in a cross hat, cross hatch, across her eyes, and across her nose, and beating the fuck her nose, broken probably in about three different uh, three different times, scars above the eyes, and big heavy shield, and a mace down at her side. I say, oh, will you guys really leave me the fuck alone? Because I am a legitimate businesswoman. She goes, now I'm a fucking landowner. So you guys can just fuck off. And uh, one of the guys turns around and goes, we're not leaving your fucking site, fucking Rigel. You're scum. We know you're scum. We don't give a fuck. Who the fuck do you think you are now? He goes. So as you're slowly like trying to make sense of what's going on, the door of the um, Jarl's longhouse uh, opens up, and you see another Nord woman coming out. Not as large as the first one, but long red hair. And um, her armor is again metal, but this is kind of like a, a dark Nordic um, metal with black fur coming off. Very, very sharp, very well made. And um, the first one with the war paint on turns around to me goes, um, Give me a second. She says, um, So, what did they say? And uh, the other one's going, This goes, Yep. Also, it even took it for less because you are now the proud owner of Pine Watch. The other one turns around. She goes, "See, land owner, legitimate businesswoman. Now fuck off and leave me alone." And then they see you walking in as you're walking in, and then you see that the two Nord women are standing next to each other. And you're now in the mind's way of getting off your horses. What would you like to do? <laughs> Love what you've done with the place. <laughs> the guards look at you and she go, and they go, oh, God. oh you're back. Uh, the, the two women uh, look over at you and they go, huh. uh, you're back. Uh, how did it go? What, what happened? Is that, is that the guard or one of the two women? No, the, one of the guards. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, uh, we uh, we had we met success. Oh, you you got the the screw material? Yeah, and, and and more importantly, the uh, the uh, the source of the poison. Oh, you'll definitely want to go in and. Talk to Nenya, he goes, but uh, we've got bigger fish to fry at the moment. And uh, he goes, I suppose you saw that mass of 
bandits we've got on the outside and then he goes and the the nord woman with um the shorter one with the long red hair turns around and goes bandits it goes mercenary group i will have you know yes we are on retainer from y'all lady brackbriar and he goes she, she turns around and she goes i'm fiola goes off the Mistwatch Security Company. We are legitimate mercenaries and we aid Lady Blackbriar in keeping the borders of Riften safe. And now, with the acquiescence of your Jarl, Rigel Strongarm here is now the proud owner of Pine Watch. And she is going to keep the borders of Rift and Safe on this end. You will treat them with respect. Mouse can't help but piping up and saying, You're a bit far from the borders of Riften. Hmm. That might change. Very, very soon, says the smaller one. The one that seems to... Mouse just stares at her, puts his hand on his... the hilt of his dagger. And you are? None of your business. Mm. We got uh, a brave one here, and she actually giggles. As she looks at uh, as the other, the larger Nord woman, she goes, hmm, I kind of like him short and feisty. Um, Avrusa comes up, she goes, um, hmm. uh, Lady Blackbriar is uh, making her influence known far and wide, it seems. Not as wide as some parts of her, but Anyway, um, she goes, uh, I need to um, speak to your Jarl about uh, the aid that um, these fine young gentlemen and ladies uh, assisted not only me, but all of Falkreath. And, um, oh, and the guards can even just like it. And goes, yes. And she goes, uh, um, I'm uh, Vrusa Serethi. Um, I'm not sure you've heard of me, but I'm pretty sure your y'all, or at least your steward has. Um, please take me to him at once. And she sort of like, you know, marches past and off the y'all's longhouse. There's the two Nord women there. Watches you sort of like pass by. So what are you going to do? Uh, hmm. I think Abruz has got the right idea. Follow her into the longhouse. Um, Luke, can I speak to you for a moment? Of course. We're going to step aside a little bit. I uh, just I used to, or yes, just just the two of us. I, uh, Mouse has come to respect Luke a great deal, and and so he's. Um, it's okay, Jaquai. You don't have to play your ear. Uh, 
um, I have an errand to run. Um, will you will you tell me what happens in, in the longhouse? I, I need to uh, I need to run an errand. I'll I'll be back soon. Be be careful. Okay, I will. And mouse basically just dis- disappears into the shadows around the side of the inn. Okay, we'll get back to that. So, um, Botty and Jaquai and Luke. Um, Lenny and uh, George are not 100% sure what's going on, so they're just following you guys. Um, now, sort of like, you know, they're looking off, off to see um, Arusa head off towards the longhouse and they're sort of like kind of looking at you as, uh, like, you know, what do we do? Come on. Come with us. And I, 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 I sort of, you know, put, you know put, my, put my arm around Lenny's shoulder and come on, come on, it'll be okay. And we, we march off toward the longhouse. Yeah, Lenny seems very nervous, by the way, as he actually going past those two. He, Lenny seems very, very nervous. See, so you, you feel a little shake from him as, as he's walking past them. Hmm. Okay. Um, George doesn't seem to pay them any mind. With your uh, insight, yeah, you definitely notice that. Um, probably you too as, as well, Jaquai. Um so you guys uh, head inside uh, the longhouse, and um, you see the Jarl, the house Carl, and you see Nenya standing there all in a very heated discussion. And um, literally the, um, what should we call it, uh, the house Carl is going, no, we, we can't allow this, we can't allow this. And the Jarl goes, what do you expect me to do? And he goes, there, there's nothing we can do. They, they paid 10,000 gold for that just she can do pretty much whatever she wants uh, if they're and he's sort of like you know rubbing his forehead and um, sort of like Nenya's sort of like you know she looks uh, panicked as well it's like there, there is nothing I mean if the if the empire if um, if Queen Ellis if it, is not going to do anything then there's nothing that we can do to not unless we openly go to war with her. You want to go openly go to war with the Queen Bee? Um, no. Not right now. Not like this. And then they hear you all come in. They sort of like quickly look over and oh, oh, oh thank God you're back. We actually worried that you might not make you back. Whether you uh, may have run into that. Uh, how are you doing my friends? Welcome back. Thank you. How, how, oh, and then sort of like Nenya, sort of like, ooh, when she sees uh, Rusa um, walking up. She goes, um, hello? She goes, yes, I believe, I don't know if you do recognize me, I'm Rusa Sureti. And I, yes, I have heard the name. Um, yes, I am. Partly my fault um, for passing on knowledge, but it appears your skooma dealer was almost tried to destroy and kill all life in Fulcrease. If it weren't for your and my friends here that came to my rescue and aided me in coming up with a cure, all the animal life in this area, and probably some human life as well, would probably very slowly be dying. I've heard from them that um, you've already experienced some of the effects on one or two citizens that you had here. 
Um, but thanks to our f- friends and myself in, in no small part, um, the effect has been thwarted. Um, you'd be very thankful to know. Nenya looks to you guys. Oh, really? The Luke? Really? That is that what happened? What, what happened? Yeah. Yes, we uh, we uh, we uncovered uh, an, an alchemist who was uh, preparing a toxin. Uh, it 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 ultimately was dumped into the river, but we were able to defeat the alchemist. And with the help of Lady Avrusa and uh, with the cooperation of a Spriggan in a nearby grove, we were able to create an antidote. And I'll you know, reach into my pouch and show her one of the little antidote vials. Uh, we were able to uh, help Lady Avrusa create this antidote, which we have put into the river, and it seems to be it seems to be effective. It's cured our friends here, and I've at all three of them and uh, it's cured at least a couple of animals that uh, we were uh, we were able to cure as well the the black veins that we saw on uh, lemkins in the failure you mean th- that uh, illness yes yes this this uh, and I, I I defer to lady Ever- lady Everside. I don't know if this potion has a name but clearly it's it's potent Thank you so uh, very much. Um, she looks to Sid Gerard. Sid Gerard just kind of doesn't really seem that impressed. And he just um, says, um, so uh, the schooner dealer's dead, right? The alchemist who was creating the poison skooma is dead. Jolly good. Fantastic news. Um... And he looks to Nenya, Lady Avrusa, shaking his head, and uh, he, she leans in and sort of like whispers in his ear. And then he shifts in his seat, sits up very straight. Um, well, thank you very much, uh, Lady Avrusa. Welcome to our hold. Thank you so very much. Um, we have our own uh, alchemist in town, um, Deadly Concoctions. Um, if uh, if you wanted to sort of like you know any ingredients, um, be sure to pop in there and speak to uh, our local alchemist, and she, she'll be happy to to lend you anything that you need. Uh, any anything at uh, Fall Creek, um has is is yours if you need bribes. Because what I need from you is um, a very big thank you to these kind people, <laughs> and uh, also I need a a, a cart um, transportation. Um, back to Serethi Farm in um, in Rifton. Hmm. Well, it seems you're uh, a little surrounded at the moment, though. Um, maybe I shall take a little vacation in Fulcrease. Yeah, actually, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. <laughs> like to um, explore the area and probably see for myself, collect a, collect a few samples and speak with that alchemist. Actually, 
That's actually not as stupid as ideas that sounded coming from you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I'll, uh, I'll do it. Um, and George sort of like pops up and um, she says, um, with what we talked about, would you, you, you don't mind? She goes, no, I, if you want, you can stay with us and wherever I'm being put up, and she looks, <laughs> looks at uh, Sid Gear, uh, and he goes, "Yes, uh, the uh, rooms at the inn. Um, you, you can stay as as, my, as long as you like, uh, as as my personal guest, and obviously your um, your staff." Uh, as he looks at um, as, at George, uh, George just sort of like literally <laughs> looks like I'm going to stab you in the throat if we ever get the chance. Um, <laughs> and, and George is like, he goes. Thank you. Because as long as you're, uh, it, it may not probably as quick as Botty over there was at, at picking up alchemy, but I'll teach you as much as I can in the time that we're here, and that should get you started at least. Um, put your right foot, get the right foot forward, and then it's down to you about how much time you invest in in learning it. Um, so, well, I uh, thank you, gentlemen. I'm. Uh, off to the inn and um, remember um, Jarl Sidgar and she sort of like kind of lends a hand she goes she goes I've got um, very very good friends and one of them unfortunately um, is also the queen bee so if uh, you're having troubles maybe um, I can say one or two things. Well, one. I'll just say one thing. <laughs> and um, uh, we'll see if we can sort of like uh, make it a little easier around here. She sort of like goes, sort of like, you know, starts heading out towards uh, the door. Uh, and then you turns around to you and she sort of like claps her hands together. Thank you so very much, my friends. Um, there's, there was only one real, um, award we could probably have thought of that was, um, I was good enough for, for all you've done for us since you arrived, not just what the Lady of Rusa told us, but for all that you've done for Falkreuth ever since you got here, um, the Southwest X, I mean, yes, you we're getting paid for some of them, but throw yourself into danger again and again with um, naught but helping out is truly appreciated. And uh, Sigurd says, "Quite right, definitely right." And he goes, "We, um, well, he goes, yep." Um, and he looks to the house call and goes, "Well, uh, uh, Luke, Luke uh, Skywalker," and then Nenya puts her hand on. Um, uh, on Sid Gear's hand and sort of like leans in and then wind whispers to him again. Really? Okay. Yes, um, Jiquai. Um, I, Jarl Sid Gear of uh, Falkreath, uh, grant you permission to bribe property in Falkreath Hold. If ever you wish to purchase property in our fine lands, please speak to my steward. Um, 
in reward for your service. We also would like to um, um, award you uh, 400 gold pieces. Thank you so very much for your service. Uh, if you are interested in purchasing property, as I said, speak to Ninyi. Um But today has been a really awful day. Um, thank you. And then he gets up and sort of like walks off into the into the room, which you can only assume is his private quarters, and shuts them behind him. Oh. Why do I suddenly feel like the token Khajiit? <laughs> <laughs> um, then you sort of like laughs. She goes, "Oh no!" She goes, "I um, yeah, no offense." And she goes, um, "Unfortunately, we um." There was one property up for sale, but I'm afraid somebody, um, well, you've already met them on behalf of Jarl Blackbriar. They have purchased Pine Watch. Um, they were a, uh, a bandit group that we thought we were rid of. They, uh, they seem to operate around that road area uh, and even had um, sort of like a, I can't remember the term for it this thing that overlooked the road with traps um, and sort of like you know attacking caravans as they're um, on the way down towards Falkreath um, but we thought there were rhythm them we haven't seen them in months and we know why looks like uh, they've been uh Enrolled, I don't think is the word, but they've definitely been taken into the service of Lady Brackbriar, which doesn't bode well for us. Uh, but maybe if we can strike a deal with her, they won't harass our caravans coming in. Um, unfortunately, there is no other place that seems to be a pile apart from, well. There is one place we have been looking to sell for some time, but nobody seems, well, either, well, for lack of a better term, rich enough. There is one person rich enough, but um, they flatly refused. Um, if you're interested, um, the town of Helgen is up for sale. Um, and it's uh, uh, a dear cost of 50,000 gold. But, um... Be aware that this cost is not just to purchase this land itself. That that cost would help us pay for workers, for, uh, for people to come, miners, builders, tradesmen, craftsmen to come in and rebuild the outpost. So then we can kind of negate um, Lady Brackbriar's uh, purchase, hopefully. And uh, I know it's quite an expense, but maybe you can make the acquaintance of some merchants, some investors who are probably looking to gain land uh, and trade routes throughout Skyrim. 
Well, I'll certainly take it under consideration. It it definitely is a good uh, outpost for a, for the trade routes. Um, when we were there, uh, you could see that there were several roads that passed through the area. So, indeed, it was uh, a very important outpost. But the destruction of that it was so to such an extent that we never had. The, the money in our coffers to be able to pay for enough to be able to rebuild it. Um, that is why the cost is so high, uh, and that's what the money would would be to pay uh, would provide. It would provide uh, funds to be able to help rebuild. So you would have ownership of the area, uh, and we would supply uh, people to repair it and rebuild it. So if uh, you could find interested parties does not have to be the same one who will be willing to supply uh, funds to rebuild the area um, I think we could we could be a great help to each other well I, I still plan on uh, talking to uh, Rasad on your behalf so I'll, I'll talk to him the Khajiits aren't particularly you know, looking to own property in in other parts of Skyrim, but uh, you know, I'll see what they're interested in, and um, uh, perhaps I could uh, set up a monastery there as well. It's it would be your property. You can set up whatever you wish there, and I know that such a place would would benefit great Rasad greatly and she has a like a, a smile on her face and um uh it's uh, it has been good tangling with him so far so she um she gets the goes out to the back office and um secures the gold and um brings it out to you in very large pouches 400 uh, gold pieces uh, in service for grief and also a writ uh, in the name of uh, Jaquai um, that he is now allowed to purchase property within the hold of Falkreath. Um, Luke is there but obviously um, uh, George and um, Lenny or sort of like definitely Lenny is sort of like you know has his eye on on the goal (laughs) (laughs) so what would you like to do can we interject a little mouse into here what what he's doing so while that Uh, was going on mouse uh, sort of like uh, rolls a stealth check uh, actually um Due to his city secrets uh, ability, he really doesn't need a stealth check to find his way where he needs to go. At least yep. I wouldn't think so. Um, he just needs to visit a friend briefly, and and he'll be back. But he would like he would like to roll um, as to how well he knows or doesn't know Rigel. Uh, yeah, roll a roll a history check. I guess he doesn't know her at all. 
Sadly, yes, a one. Mouse has Ouch. scored again. Yeah. All right. So, because he he's he's come back from visiting his friend, and uh, uh, he uh, he walks up brazenly to Rigel, and then uh, she looks down at him and essentially just grabs his face and shoves him away. <laughs> uh, and he skulks off towards the uh, the inn to wait for his group. You don't? So you head off to the inn. As you're heading over there, you, um, you actually see that uh, after a more insults thrown at the guards, and the guards are given as good as they get. Um, they have uh, no respect for her or whatsoever, uh, or her new friend, it seems. And uh, but they sort of like you know, woo, 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 and uh, start to head off, following you towards uh, towards the inn. Um, so it's been a, a couple of minutes, uh, and you guys come out. Um, as um, sorry, going back to uh, Luke and uh, Botty and Jaquai. So after you finish your business with um, uh, with the court, uh, what would you like to do? Uh, we should maybe head to the inn. Yeah, Jaquai's certainly become considerably more... Um, uh, attuned to the large number of mercenaries that are, surround the city now that he's got a bag of 400 gold <laughs> that he's dragging around. And don't forget all the cash that Buddy is dragging around too from that chest she opened up. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you, uh, you probably, um, spread it around, um, as you're sort of like you know looking at the gold, um, what do you do with it? Um, equaling around, is it just um, you're just sort of like hanging it on your pouch, or are you spreading it around with the people that are in the in the inn uh, in the, the longhouse at the moment? Um, well, I think we're we're considering it as part of the uh, the group uh, pot. So, um, but at this point, it's it's probably safest all in one pile because it's yeah, so, really heavy and hard to run off with <laughs> so so why, why don't we uh why don't we get a see if we can get a a, a, a little a little private room in the inn and and have ourselves a, a have ourselves a meal and perhaps talk with george and lenny a bit yeah, you'll you'll find uh, Mouse into well into his second mug of mead. <laughs> yeah, we, we can we can catch Mouse up on the events of uh, of the Longhouse. So you head across uh, to the um, to the inn, and we'll get to uh, so you venture across, and you just see the door slam as uh, they walk in, and as you walk in, Mouse, um, you see this um, large Nord. Um, sort of like you know, sort of like standing in the center of the room, and he's got um, a couple of pelts um, for armor, sort of like you're all cut up, and got a a longbow, um, sort of like hitched to the to his back, and uh, he's standing next to a table, and just down at the side of it is just this big, massive 
like burlap set. And uh, he goes, yeah. And he goes, nothing else, just dead body, burnt to a crisp, and then just just big old bag um, of um, nightshade. Weirdest fucking thing. Nobody around. No, I couldn't hard uh, find hard any tracks. Nothing. Just burnt to a crisp. Dead guy. Big old bag of nightshade. And you actually recognize him, um, Mouse. This is Falder, um, a renowned hunter in these parts and storyteller. Um, the two ladies uh, follow you in, and. Uh, one of them yells, the, the bigger of the two yells, mead, and the other one says, yells, ale, and just sit down. And uh, you see, um, uh, I can't remember her name, you see the winch uh, head over um, uh, with the two drinks and stuff like, drop, and stuff like, you know, and she goes to drop and then she sort of like, you know, pulls them back. Gold up front, as she, as she goes, <coughs> she knows who she is, she just goes, my bounty's been paid. And she goes, and I'm now currently the owner of... I, I don't care. Money up front. Give that. So then you you walk in behind them and you're all coming in. You see the two ladies. Sort of like back in the back left-hand corner. And Mouse is off to the right up near where the last table that's closest to the bar. As you all walk in. And then there's this big Nord fella there talking. And he seems to be talking to... Um, so a very sort of like, you know, well-dressed older guy. You've never seen him before, um, Mouse. He's well-dressed at the end of the bar. And he's sort of like listening to uh, Volder's story with a, with a smile on his face. Probably uh, late 60s, early 70s maybe guy. Um, sort of like goatee beard. Sort of like very, mostly grey, but you could see it used to be blonde hair. Um Sort of like you know, and he's uh, sort of like you know, got a big smile on his face. He's laughing as uh, the rest of your party walk in. And um, as you walk in, uh, Botty, do you want to roll a history check for me, please? Absolutely. Three. Oh, no good. Yeah. So you. You're walking in nothing. Yeah, yes. You, you see uh the big nord there and you stuff like you know, sort of like less than that, and you see this old guy at the end of the bar. Nothing, he's sort of like walking and he goes, That's uh that's a good story. You got any more? Young um young hunter guy, and he goes, uh what well, I'm always out to hear more stories. Um what's he got? He goes, Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, Sorry, what was your name again? Ah, Talsgar. Talsgar the Warrior. Uh, the Wanderer. Nice to meet you. And, uh, but you recognize this name instantly. Um, this is the guy who led you off in the past when he first ventured into Vale of Wood and you were in that um, bar many years ago listening to stories of the Dragonborn. Told to you by this uh, Nord traveller, all the way from Skyrim, telling all he could about um, his old friend and uh, compatriot at the uh, Bard's College in Solitude. Uh, 
but that's where we'll pick up next episode <laughs> thank you very much everybody for listening um, I'm not sure how long that was but uh, I can see the uh, my eyes are kind of draining and uh, yeah, it's, it's late over there yeah my, uh, my notes on this particular part have uh, seemed to made their uh, their way away so i'm gonna hunt those down before we start getting into that but um yeah uh welcome back to fall crease um you've um, definitely made some friends in the area but um looks like uh, there's there's new neighbors are moving in the plot is definitely thickening Skyrim 1080 would like to thank Tabletop Audio for the use of their music in this podcast. If you would like to find more music like this, just go to tabletopaudio.com for more information. Thank you. Thank you for downloading this edition of Skyrim 1080. Email the show at skyrim10ad at gmail.com. For more information, please visit asapodcasting.com where you will find a Skyrim Attic podcast, the Fallout feed, and our Amazon link which benefits the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Find our social media in the show notes. Thanks for listening.